on the floor. Now my jewelry box froze. Fuck a bowl, fuck a stove. Counted millions in a cold. Bad bitch, booted swole. Got her on bankroll. Can't fold, does a no. Headshot, case closed. What is up, guys? It's Andy Frisella, and this is the show for the realists. Say goodbye to the lies, the fakeness, and delusions of modern society. And welcome to motherfucking reality, guys. Today we have Q and AF. That's where you get to submit the questions, and we give you the uh, AFs. You could submit your questions a couple different ways, and I'd like to remind you they can be about anything. Um, mostly they're about personal development and business and entrepreneurship, but uh, we'll take some about anything. I, I'm feeling generous today. That's fair, huh? Yeah. Yeah, you could submit them a couple different ways. The first way. Yeah, I mean, if you want to submit them. Yeah. You can. Yeah, otherwise we'll just talk. Yeah. But if you do decide to submit your questions, you can email them in to askandy at andyforsella.com. Or... Now that we're on YouTube, if you go on YouTube and you find the Q&AF episode, you could drop your question in the comment section. Don't forget to click subscribe. Other times when you tune in, we're going to have CTI. CTI is Cruise the Internet. That's where uh, we put topics on the screen. We speculate on what's true. We, we talk about what we think is bullshit. And then we talk about how uh, we, the people, can solve these problems going on in the world. Other times we have real talk. Real talk is just five to 20 minutes of me giving you some real talk. Uh, that I think needs to be heard. And then other times we have 75 hard verses. If you're unfamiliar with 75 hard, 75 hard is the first phase of what's called the Live Hard program. And you can get the Live Hard program, which is a transformative discipline, mental toughness program uh, that millions of people have um, gained a ton of shit from. You can get that from episode 208 on the audio feed. Okay, so if you want to fix your life, if you want to fix uh, what's going on, if you're unhappy with with what you got going on, go check that program out. It's changed a lot of people's lives. It'll change yours, too. And it's free. So that's pretty much the rundown of the show. That's how we do it. And uh, we have this thing we call the fee. We say, please pay the fee. Um, That means share the show. I get censored on social media anywhere I go. uh, And our message only spreads if you guys share it. So when we say pay the fee, that's what we mean. Share the show. All right. Yeah. Yeah. What's up? What's going on, man? It's a good Monday. Yeah. yeah. Fresh start to the week. Yep. You start know. out with some, some good Q&A. Some, some, some thunder. Mm-hmm. Some fire. Mm-hmm. Oppression. Some oppression. <laughs> well, fuck, dude. We're all oppressed. Dude, I mean, we, let's we be are real. all oppressed. They're, they're, look, I feel like it's funny because there's always like there's, there's always a little truth to those arguments and narratives. Like, just a little bit. You know, they just, they don't, they don't paint paint the picture correctly no they you know? think because like, yes, you there's belong, oppression but yeah. there's, we're all oppressed yes <laughs> you, you people think because they belong to some sort of protected group that they're more oppressed than the other group right we're all oppressed equally and they got us arguing over like who's oppressed more who's oppressed more <laughs> right that's what this show's about like right. we're, we are far from the concept of true freedom that this country was founded upon yeah uh we're 246 years away from it to yeah. be completely honest that's real shit um it's like and, fuck the fascists. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> yes. Yeah. 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 Agreed. <laughs> Dude, I saw a fucking meme this morning that said it, sh- it was like Antifa, and then it had like all the mug shots of all the Antifa people. Holy shit, dude! You guys are scared of these people, man. Like you guys are afraid of these people. These are the people that like ate their own boogers, <laughs> like for real. They're they're the people who wiped their boogers on the fucking chalkboard next to their desk. And, in grade school yeah and then like, went on to like huffing pants yes and, and you fucking pussies are afraid of these people you won't stand up you won't speak up you let them bully you like what the fuck is going on what do you call a group of antifa like is it like a Dorks. gaggle what's like the 
right? Like, like huh? there's a goose, there's geese. What's like, what's the plural? Targets. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's the poster right there. Like, oh man, dude, that's what yeah. I'm. That, you saw it too, then. Yeah, like, dude, what the fuck? These are the people that you guys allow to intimidate you. You know what I'm saying? That's great. Yeah. These are fuckers. Guys are in, par- in the park LARPing with fucking foam pool noodles. Oh, man. Having a fucking fake Civil War. Oh. Crash. Dude, whatever. I, like, I'm to the point now where I'm, like, ready for the fucking unrest. Out. Yeah. Yeah, no. I mean, listen. It is what it is. Yeah, I can promise you our side won't be showing up with pool noodles. No. I mean, we'll probably have a pool and pool noodles, but they won't be our defense mechanisms. I like. I just like swimming. Oh. Okay. Yeah. Well, guys, let's get into this, man. Andy, guys, I got some good ones for you. All right. <laughs> let's let's knock these out, man. We got uh, Andy. Question number one, <laughs> bro. Real talk. How how can people look at the mug shots of these people? Can we throw the mug shots of these people on the YouTube feed, please? Oh fuck, man! Like just you, that exact not, sample. Don't zoom that, in. That exact sample that you're showing me right now. Please throw that in here on the YouTube so you people know oh. what I'm talking about. Like. I can smell the, it. These are the people that harass you on the internet. These are the people that tell you you're a bigot. These are the people that call you racist. These are the people that like show up in all black and fuck with you and yeah. fuck with everything in society. And these are the people that most people are afraid of speaking out against. Like, think about that. Yeah, that's sad, man. I can smell that picture. Bro. <laughs> Dude, I... <laughs> so, you know, I got an M rap. Yeah, right. 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 So I'm having him weld this giant blade on the front. Oh, that's great. Yeah, like this fucking giant riot control blade on the front. And when the civil unrest happens, I'm going for a drive. All right? I'm just going to be real. Yeah. Like, I can't fucking wait. I'm going to paint it like a shark's mouth. Oh, man. It's going to be awesome, dude. It reminds me of, like, that zombie movie. What's that zombie movie? Uh, World War Z? I don't think it's Zombieland. I haven't seen that one. Yeah, that's a good one. I like zombie You haven't seen Zombieland? You haven't? No, I was saying, like, for you. You know how you guys always fuck with me about the movies? Yeah, but Zombieland is not Braveheart or Gladiator or The Patriot. Zombieland's, like, a movie. It's good, though. Okay, but I mean. I'm just saying you could probably learn some, like, tactics from that movie. Okay. You know what I'm saying? Right. I think it's so. It's like more like a documentary. Yeah, for sure. All right, for I got sure. it. I got it. <laughs> guys, let's get into this, man. I got some good ones for you. Uh, Andy, question number one. Uh, hey, Andy, uh, I'm hey. a new listener, and I love your take on the societal and political issues happening in our country. I think we're being manipulated for other personals uh, for others' personal gain. Most recently, we've been sending billions of dollars to Ukraine, and over the years, we've sent billions to other nations. Crime in, uh, crime in our cities is up, the roads are shitty, and our education system isn't the best. I don't have an issue helping other countries, but I feel like we should help our country first. What are your thoughts, and what role do you think the United States should play in helping other nations? Can't pour out of an empty cup. Right now, our cup is pretty empty. Our strategic oil reserves are at the lowest rate they've ever been at. Our economy is in the worst shape that it's been at in the last almost 40 years. We have more crime than we've had in the last 40 years. We have a massive migration problem. We have a divided populace. We have all kinds of degeneracy happening at the highest level 
men dressing as women, shaking their, you know, balls and little kids' faces, claiming that it's like inclusivity. Um, I think we're a long way away from spending any money towards any aid towards any country that isn't the United States of America. And for people to really understand this, you should think about how many countries right now are sending money to us to fix our problem with our homeless situation or our crime situation or our uh, border situation or any of these situations. Where are all the other countries sending us money to fix those issues? Because in my lifetime, we've never received any money from foreign countries to do these things. We've always, the American people, we, not the, our government, we have paid half of our money, if not more than half, more than half for most Americans. Because when you count up all the tax that we pay, uh, it's not just income tax, it's property tax, it's personal property tax, it's sales tax, it's withholding tax, it's fucking gas tax. I mean, we could go on and on and on. Your tax dollars that you pay back to the government are more than you get to keep. And we, the American people, are spending more than half of our income and sending it to people legitimately across the world that actually fucking hate Americans. And that's absurd. And that's where we're at. And so my personal opinion is zero dollars should go to any foreign aid for a long time until our country is in a place where it should be and where it needs to be. And when we're in a place of strength and prosperity and our people aren't living on the streets and we don't look like a third world country, then we could talk about maybe, maybe helping some of these other people out. But until then, which I think we're 20 years away from that, that conversation should be shelved. That's my opinion. Yeah. Dude, I, I, <clears throat> Have we looked at the pictures of what, Ukraine looks like right now. Oh, they're partying it up. And what the United States inner cities look like right now. I mean, we're under attack. People don't understand that. Like, we're under a chemical warfare attack with the opioid problem, the fentanyl problem. You know, our cities have turned in some of these cities. The, the Guess which color they voted. Mm -hmm. Okay. Blue. Are complete fucking wastelands because these idealists, uh, and it's mostly upper middle class white women who have their heads in their own fucking asses, who don't know shit about what's going on in the world, who haven't experienced any hardship in their life, who have honestly gotten through their life most of the w way on their fucking looks, and they've dated up, and they go to brunch every Sunday with their pinkies up, and these women have out tried to out-liberal each other and tried to you know out-virtue signal each other, and they voted these policies in place. And look at what's happened to our country. Like, look at it. Look at what's happened. We live, we, we aren't moving to a third world country. We are a third world country currently. Europe, there's a, tons of places in Europe that are much better than us. There's tons of places in the Middle East that are much better than us. There's tons of places in Asia that are much better than us. Those are facts. Okay, the people are happier. The people are more prosperous. Society's safer. These are facts. It's not arguable. 
And people are still hanging on to the idea that America is the greatest country in the world. America is not the greatest country in the world. America could be the greatest country in the world. I believe America has the greatest people in the world. I believe that the American spirit is the greatest spirit in the world. But right now, that's heavily demoralized and suppressed. And we have to look at it from a, from a lens of reality. I just had a good friend of mine who's really smart, who built a multi-billion dollar company that you all have heard of, who was in Switzerland. And he came back and he said, bro, we're the third world country. Mm. We're third world. Right? Yeah. And we're spending all, we're, we're getting our money stolen from us, which makes it hard for us to live, puts pressure on us to send it away to people that aren't even citizens of our country. That makes zero sense. We should be spending zero dollars in any other country for any other, any other reason at all. None. Zero. See, to me, that's the most frustrating part. It's like when you look at... Uh, when you look at the reports of like you know where the money's going to, and it's, oh, it's going to India for gender studies. How do you know? Or I mean, I mean, to, that's the that's my point, right? And it's like, but even the labels that they throw on these. Who, who's running the initiatives over in, let's just say, Pakistan right. for this gender study issue? Oh, those are Americans. So American tax dollars are paying American programs in countries that aren't America for American citizens who are tied to the government to profit from these programs. Like they're stealing the money from you guys. Right. They're stealing our income. And they're parading it around on virtue because we have a large percentage of your population that has never touched reality in their whole motherfucking life. And they continue to vote for this shit. They continue to champion for this shit. They continue to think they're the good guys and that they're doing a great thing by standing for all this backward shit, not realizing that they're being manipulated into the literal destruction of our country. They're the useful idiots that the communists write about. Okay? And that's your that's your aunt and your fucking cousin and these people who don't know shit about shit, who've never built anything, they've never employed people, they've never actually been a successful person in any way, shape, or form. Somehow they've figured out how to survive and they made their way into like this upper middle class society where they don't touch any pain points, they don't pay any bills, they don't do anything on their own, and somehow these people have controlled the social narrative in our country. And we have to take it back to reality. Now that's gonna offend some people, and guess what? I don't fucking care. Look around you. We've let these people make decisions without resisting at all, and look what it's created. It's created a fucking shithole. We have to be realist about what the fuck it's going to take to fix this. And the first thing it's going to take is telling people that don't know what the fuck they're talking about to shut the fuck up. It's real shit, man. Real problems need real solutions, bro. Yeah. And the first step to solving real problems is getting the people that are creating them to stop creating them. Yeah, it's real shit, man. Guys, Andy, our second question. Uh, Andy, I started my own fitness studio three years ago. My question is, how do you differentiate situations and opportunities as something that is either a distraction versus something that has come into my awareness to bring me closer to my goal? I never want to distract my energy, but I don't want to miss out on opportunities either. So how do you differentiate distractions and opportunities? I mean, look, you should have the ability to look at a certain situation and determine if it's a distraction or an opportunity by where this situation could potentially materialize if you were to apply effort to it. So if you have a situation and you have a hard time deciding 
whether or not this is a distraction of your time or whether or not this is going to contribute to your business or your life, then you should in your brain or on a whiteboard or on a piece of paper, take both situations and project them out three years, project them out five years. If I put this time and energy into this, what will it produce? And look at it from a future perspective. Three years from now, this situation here could produce an increase in sales 5X over what we're doing now. This situation here, while I like it and it's cool, if I put my time into it, it might not make a difference. It might just be more fun. That's a distraction. Mm. You see what I'm saying? Yeah. And a lot of people in business right now, I'm just being honest, shouldn't be in business. You're making decisions based on your emotions and not making decisions based on practicality and reality. And that's why a lot of businesses fail. They don't have... The, the entrepreneurship game has been glorified and been made into this thing that everybody, it's for everybody and everybody can just quit their job and become an entrepreneur. Entrepreneurship is no different than any other skill set. It's no different than being a professional basketball player. It's no different than becoming an architect. It's no different than becoming whatever. There's a skill set that you have to learn that takes time to learn, okay? And not everybody's capable. I couldn't go be a fucking architect. I don't have the, the capacity to do the, the tedious shit. I took engineering drawing school or, or in school. I fucking hated it because it was so tedious, right? I'm not built for it. Uh, I'm not built to do 360 slam dunks on the fucking basketball court. But you know what I am built for? I'm built for entrepreneurship. You know what I have decades of experience in? Entrepreneurship. And people fucking think because we got these bozos on the internet telling people how easy it is and how it's this thing for everybody that you can just jump into it. It's the only profession that every single human being thinks, fuck, I could do that. Really? Could you dunk fucking basketballs like LeBron James? You could do that too? Right. You know what I'm saying? Could you engineer a skyscraper on a, on a fucking blueprint? Could you do that too? Because when you think of entrepreneurship, you should think of that level of skill in the realm of entrepreneurship. And because we have this ridiculous narrative that's out here that this is for everybody and everybody should consider this as an option, we have a lot of failing entrepreneurs. And the reason that we fail in entrepreneurship is because you don't understand that emotions have to be removed from it. You have to determine what's fact, what's fiction, what's reality, what's gonna play out, and you have to be very disciplined in that decision-making process to actually make it work. And because situations and opportunities are constantly presenting themselves, people have a hard time steering away from the emotional opportunity, which isn't really an opportunity because if you played it out for three years, you would see that there's nothing there, versus the actual opportunity, which looks like hard work, which if you put your time, energy, and skill set into in five years, could five or 10X your business from where it is right now. And they will mistake the fun thing as the opportunity, yeah. and then the hard thing as the distraction. You see what I'm saying? Yeah, it's backwards. Dude, listen. A lot of what you guys are hearing on the internet with the exception of maybe like fucking five people total is bullshit, all right? These motherfuckers telling you there's a hack, bullshit. These motherfuckers telling you it's easy, bullshit. These motherfuckers telling you it's gonna have balance, bullshit. These motherfuckers telling you that it's gonna be anything other than every fucking inch and every ounce of energy that you have as a human being being poured into this day after day after day after day. If they tell you anything other than that, they're lying to you. That's reality. And I'm good at this. So take someone who's not good at it, throw them in it, and then fucking watch them waste five years of their life for something they'll never be able to do. Yeah. And I hate to shit on people because people hear that and they're like, 
oh, well, if you say that everybody can do it. Yeah, everybody can do it. Everybody can go out on that basketball court and hit some fucking free throws. I can go out there and shoot some free throws right now. That doesn't mean I'm going to play in the NBA. You got it? That's the difference. Yeah. And so, like, we have this these lies happening in the world. Like, dude, you're with me every day. How much fucking stress do I endure? It manifests itself physically. It's nonstop. Yeah, I've never I can't it. walk 30 fucking feet without a major problem hitting me in one of my companies. Legitimately. Yeah. If I walk from if I walk a hundred if I walk ninety feet I'm gonna hit three problems, that's real shit, okay? And you a lot of you guys just are not built for that. Yeah. You're not fucking built for it. You're built to live a normal life. You're built to fucking and you might be built to be a great entrepreneur, a great fucking contributor. Maybe you could take one aspect of a business and you can grow it into this huge thing and it makes you a whole bunch of fucking money. That should be most of your goals. The people who have to like actually be at the front, like, bro, you're talking about managing a thousand different little pieces at high levels all the time. Dude, it would, it's not a real thing for most people. It's just not. Yeah. And, and, and the reason people have trouble succeeding in entrepreneurship right now is because they're listening to the wrong people, telling them the wrong shit, selling them the wrong shit about how easy it is. And these people who could be great entrepreneurs, who could build great careers with the right the right organization, are ended up ruining their whole lives because they're not built to handle that load, and and they think they can. Yeah. And the lo dude, it's relentless. And don't say I didn't fucking tell you it was. No. There's nothing nothing I've ever said since the beginning I started podcasting that I said any of this was easy or that it was for everybody. It's just not. Yeah. I want to I want to ask you this too because I think a lot of times like when I was when I when I hear this word distractions um when it's mixed in with opportunities for some reason I keep hearing the like the the word like scam right mm -hmm. have you when early on in business right because obviously you know over time you're going to develop that bullshit meter you're going to learn how to mm -hmm. oh that guys you're you're going to develop that but mm -hmm. when you first started out did you ever f almost fall or fall for some type of yeah. like, Business scam. Uh, no, absolutely. Can you I go have. into a story on that. No, yeah, I absolutely. I have. Uh, when I was when I was seventeen years old, right before I started the company uh, with Chris, um, we started. When we were nineteen. When I was seventeen, uh, the internet was pretty new. Okay, this is like nineteen ninety eight, yeah. ninety seven. Right, the internet's still really new. It's a good year, huh? It's a good year. <laughs> yeah, Google wasn't like like when you guys think of like Google. Like, you, we have to, like, go back in time, all right? Because society was so different. This is actually what makes me good at business mm. because I understand how people buy and how they bought before the internet, and then you apply that to the internet. Mm. But that's a whole different topic. I teach that in Arte. The, the, before the internet, there was the yellow pages, okay? Do you know what the yellow pages yeah. are? Phone book. Okay. Most people, most people today haven't seen a yellow page book in fucking years. There's yellow pages and white pages, right? Exactly. Yeah. White pages were the directory for no human beings. Yeah, that's right. It was, <laughs> we, we, it was, it was truly racist. All right, so the good old days. In the white pages, which also contain black people, <laughs> okay, okay um, you could look up people, individuals, yeah, phone numbers to their home, okay. Even that real quick, I'm not to catch well, up, but even that right there, bro, like that's so like to even just think about that being a case now where like there's this book that has literally everybody in your fucking zip codes information. Yeah, but the, the world wasn't like it it's is now. It's different, man. Like there wasn't all these scams like there was. There yeah. were scams, but it's not like 
like this digital shit that's going, like, yeah. bro, the internet fucked up humanity. Yeah. Like, I don't care what anybody says, and people will say, because every time I say it, they're like, yeah, but look at you. Look how much money you've made. I don't care. I give it all back. Yeah. I would give it all back today to go back to how it was before the fucking internet, because I know how to win before the internet, too, because guess what? I was winning. Mm. All right? So the reality is this. We have the white pages. We have the yellow pages. And the internet comes along. And there's no Google. There's no, like... Nobody really knows what to fucking do with the internet, except you send emails and look at naked chicks. All right? That's the reality of the internet at that time. Yeah. All right? <clears throat> so there came this thing called the Internet Yellow Pages. All right? And they, they came out and, and they, they said, you could be the official Internet Yellow Pages uh, person, like owner of your city. All right? It's $8,000. Okay? But you had to go sign everybody up. All right? And then they signed up. They paid for uh, preferential spots in the Yellow Pages. Because in the Yellow Pages, if you remember, you look through and some people would have a whole page. Mm. Some people would have half a page. So you would pay the Yellow Pages extra money to have bigger spacing in the, in the book. And this was the same concept online. Uh, eight grand, you, you know, we'll set you up in business. And fucking bro, I paid it and it was a total fucking scam. Like they had no infrastructure. It was just a fucking lie. Oh, uh, they didn't have, you know, like they send you very, like there was no support. Um, but yeah, I got taken for $8,000 and, and you know, that, that was a fucking scam. Um, there's, but t today, like the problem is, is today there's so many scams that people can't differentiate between scam and real. Mm. You know what I'm saying? Like, dude, because you, some of them are really good. Listen, dude. There's very few, there's very, 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 I'm talking, there's th maybe three people I know that I would consider good coaches that could actually coach you to success that don't actually have a company, okay? Outside of those two or three people, all right, you should not learn from anybody that you can't go buy their product. If you can't go to the store and buy their product, if they can't go online and buy their product, experience how they run their business, uh, you know, fucking watch if this like you have to vet what's real. Like there's so many people that are just straight up lying. I just saw today, like a lot of these e-com um guru, crypto guru, there's been like a string of these dudes getting murdered now because people are fucking so tired of this of these scamming shit. All these young kids. These 20 fucking something year old kids driving around in fucking Lamborghinis talking about their funnels and shit. Don't buy a fucking thing from them. Okay. They don't know what the fuck they're doing. They haven't been doing it long enough yet. Period. Okay. You have to understand there's a fucking level to this that if you want to learn, you got to learn from real people. You can't learn from people who have not done it or, or pretend they've done it. You have to learn from people who have done it. And it's weird because... Like, to me, this is obvious because I saw it all materialize. Mm. But, like, dude, when I see these young kids, they have, an, they have an impossible time differentiating between what is a real opportunity and what's not. Yeah. Like, dude, if you can't vet them out, like, if you, if you can't figure out what businesses they run, where to buy their products, order their products from them, if you don't know, like, you know, like, what they actually did, like, there's some guys who have, like, done shit and sold their shit, and now they kind of teach people how to do shit. Like, if they don't have that track record, why the fuck would you learn from people who do, who 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 don't have it? Yeah. When there's people available that do have it, 
It doesn't make sense. Yeah. It's cause, I mean, the only reason I can think of is that they're just, they're just so focused on the outcome. Well, no, because it's sound. Look, bro, it's no different than anything else. Everything sounds good. Like, like the better you say, hey, man, I can teach you how to make uh, literally seven figures, dude, in the next eight months if you buy my program. Look what I'm doing. I'm driving around in Ferraris and Lamborghini. You know how easy I could sell that fucking shit to people? Yeah. Do you know how fucking much money I could make selling that? Like, if I just said that shit, like me, just and I showed my real life. Bro, I drive a fucking car that most people will never even see in real life to work every single fucking day in a different one. Like, do you know how easy it would be for me to do that? To run my brand around and be like, fucking buy my secrets, blah, 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 blah. But what do you hear me say? What do I say? I say it's hard as fuck. Ain't no secrets. It's going to take a long time. Mm. There ain't no fucking secrets. It's going to cost you everything you got. You're going to go crazy multiple times. But at the end, it's going to be worth it. That's what I fucking tell people. And that's the reality. And then within that journey, there are real skill sets that you must learn. How to, how to sell. How to lead. How to manage. How to market. How to fucking brand. How to do all these different things that are required to run an actual company. Not just have a click-through funnel run an actual company the skills are acquired through that hard journey no. you should only learn from people who have been down that road real 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 shit no. no i love it man i love it guys andy our third and final question uh i'm gonna, I'm gonna ask a question but i actually want to ask a follow-up but i guess before you answer the main one if that makes sense but the, the question is question number three guys um andy what are the defining factors between a business that is scalable and one that is not, okay? And before you even answer that, I just want to ask you, like, are there certain businesses that are just not scalable? Is that a real thing? Or is it your position? Because you've, you've scaled multiple businesses, right? Like, is every single business scalable? Or are there some that are just not? Depends on the market. Mm. It, it depends on the market. Okay. It depends on the, on the sample size of the market. Yeah. You know, s- if you can make a small business go, the chances are there's a whole bunch of other people out there that you can scale it up into. But I mean, just because you could scale it doesn't mean you can scale it into a billion dollar brand. Mm. You might be able to scale it into a seven figure brand. You know what I'm saying? Some things scale, but they scale small. Mm. They scale from you doing it, building popsicle houses in your, in your kitchen with your kids into Etsy, right? Where you're building popsicle skyscrapers, Right. right? And and then you know you you hire your your in laws and your cousin to come over and build popsicle skyscrapers with you and you start selling them and you sell fifty thousand dollars worth of popsicle skyscrapers. That's scaling. Yeah. So it all depends on what we're talking about mm. when we talk about scaling. So like the first thing would be if you want to scale to a large size, you have to make sure that the market size is appropriate for the size of the business that you want. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Okay. So okay. it just depends on on what you want and what you want to create. Okay, so market size—that's definitely so that—that's a defining factor. Right? Absolutely, because so, like you can't sell. Listen, bro, you can have the best lemonade stand in the whole fucking world, sell the best lemonade that's ever fucking been invented ever, and you put it in the middle of the desert. That sounds like a great idea, bro. Everybody in the desert needs lemonade, except there ain't nobody in the desert, <laughs> so you can't scale it. Right. You see what I'm saying? Right. And a lot of people do this shit. Mm-hmm. They make. They, you know, like using the popsicle analogy, they like, I make the greatest popsicle skyscraper that's ever been made. Yeah, but nobody fucking gives a shit. <laughs> and that, but people, there might be a few people that, yeah, yeah. this is basic shit that people yeah. don't think about. Yeah. Not every single business is scalable into, you know, this massive uh, financial empire. Mm. 
but maybe those people just want to scale it into 50,000 and that's okay. But the problem comes when you have something that there is no market for and you think that you're going to have it in, become an eight, nine, 10 figure type situation and then you're just spinning your wheels and you're going to always spin your wheels. Yeah. So, so thinking through, this kind of goes back to the first question where we talked about you know the distractions versus the opportunities. We have to be able to look at what we have, what's our idea, and then project that into the future three years and then project it like another three years. Okay, what could this become? What could it look like? And if you can't see that materializing into something that you would want it to be, then it's probably a bad idea to spend your time doing it. And this this is common sense to people who've been doing this for a long time. Sure. But for people who have never done it, they don't think like that. This is not one of those conversations. No, they don't. They don't think it through, bro. You know how many entrepreneurs come to me with a terrible product that they think like it's a good product. Like, well, this is it. No, it's actually a good. Like I'm not saying it's a terrible product. Like it's shit. Mm-hmm. Their their version of the product is actually pretty cool. The problem is nobody's gonna buy it. So that's a big problem that you cannot overcome. Like yeah. there's only and and there is there is you know this is there's exceptions to this. There's niche markets. You know, I, I like to use the uh, the example of the butterfly uh, expert. You know, like let's just say you're into, you're into butterflies. Well, there's a lot of people that are into butterflies, right? And if you made some cool butterfly t-shirts and some butterfly stickers and some shit, you're going to sell some. You'd probably be able to make a nice little business off of your butterfly, uh, you know, passion. But the reality is it's never, it's never going to be Amazon. It's never going to be, it's never going to be, uh, you know, uh, even a medium-sized business. It's never going to be an eight-figure business. Because that market's limited. Yeah, right. Yeah. Exactly. Right. What, what What's your take, just on, on a quick flip, like following up on this, I mean, because you, you've mentioned like you've had people like come to you with business ideas. What's your take on people who are trying to reinvent the wheel? How I, many of those people I, have you seen? I think, well, I mean, look, I think most things are, are you know, um, there's a saying in writing that all great writing is creative rewriting, hmm. which means that there is nothing new, right? So true innovation is very rare. So reinventing the wheel is, is what most people see as innovation. Uh, true innovation is, is, is super rare. Hmm. Most things that get credit for innovation are actually just people improving upon the current model, yeah. um, which is reinventing the wheel a little bit, right? right. Um, so I think there's a place for that mentality. I think most people succeed by just taking a product or an idea or a service that already exists and then improving upon it or making aspects of it better or, or you know, uh, making it faster, making it quicker, making it cheaper, making it more high quality. Like there's all these different variables that you can put onto any product that you want to improve and then create a competitive product with. And that's most businesses. Uh, where most innovation happens in business is in the way that people do business, mm-hmm. not the product itself. So how they actually, uh, you know, interact with their customer base or how they fulfill their product, those kind of things. Innovating there is actually uh, a lot easier than innovating with the product because fucking there's so many products, right? Yeah. Um, so most products, because the internet is so big and vast now, have become commoditized where there's very similar things all over the place for a very similar price. So the question becomes, how are you going to innovate your brand image and your fulfillment of that product so that it becomes an innovation in people's eyes? Mm-hmm. You see what I'm saying? Oh, so, so, so I don't think 
there's anything wrong with thinking about reinventing the wheel. But what I will say is that most people think too hard about it. They overthink it. Yeah. They, they overthink and, and simple wins, man. Most people like most people are very simple. And if you complicate it, you'll lose sales. And that's a, that's a lesson that, that I've learned by experience. Yeah. You know, so um, just understand that, you know, you're dealing with someone who's giving you a fraction of their attention for a fraction of a moment and your, your capacity to catch that and make a sale and then get them to buy again is going to determine how successful your company becomes. Yeah. That's simply it. I fucking love it, man. I love it, man. Well, guys, Andy, that was three. Yep. Go pay the fee. Yeah. Went from sleeping on the floor. Now my jewelry box froze. Fuck a bowl, fuck a stove. Counted millions in the cold. Bad bitch, booted swole. Got a 